Mudd. There's always something hot happening in South Florida. Talk now with Brian Mudd on News Radio 610 WIOD. It is 1035 on this Thursday. Welcome back to the show. And uh, I was actually just uh, going back and forth with a couple people on social. And uh, by the way, at Brian Mudd Radio, you can uh, parlay with me in addition to uh, to Twitter. And uh, also just getting going on, on Getter as well. So you can check me out there. And uh, anyway, I was just conversing. And the one other thing I did not mention at the onset of the show, we're talking about the, the school district in uh, in Miami-Dade, you might not have known this, but there's another dynamic that played out, and that is the lawsuit that was brought by school districts, including Dade, just thrown out, just thrown out yesterday. So we're going to talk about that here in just a little bit, too, because, you know, there's so much remarkable behavior by indignant school districts, and, you know, we're seeing it throughout Broward, Miami-Dade, and, and Palm Beach County, seemingly day after day now. Now, speaking of bad policy, holy cow. Um, you know, I, I think it was yesterday, if not it was the day before, where in my top three takeaways, I mentioned if you set out to intentionally fail, like if you said, I just want to suck at life, you'd have a really hard time being more effective than Joe Biden is as president of the United States. Tommy Piggott, the RNC, joining us now. Uh, Tommy, I mean, I, I, I'm only joking to a point. <laughs> And I only joke yeah. as a coping mechanism because every time you turn around, he's a dumpster fire, and his administration is a dumpster fire. It really is incredible. You you could not design worse policy if you were purposely trying to design the worst policy possible. I mean, it's just on issue after issue. Afghanistan, the uh, France recalling its ambassador. You have him playing politics with the vaccine boosters getting ahead of the FDA and the FDA rejecting it. You have him bragging about over-the-horizon capabilities to fight terrorism, and then we find out about a tragic drone strike that his administration bragged about before they actually bothered to get the facts on the ground. Uh, You have the economy stalling, except for in states that are led by Republicans that are pushing back as best they can. So it really is just issue after issue. He is failing spectacularly. Uh, Tommy, I want to start here with the border. So... Yesterday, we heard from Mayorkas, and there are a couple things about his situation I'm finding remarkable at this point. The first is how disingenuous he has consistently been, where he will say, uh, hey, we're doing this, and, and the border is, is closed, and whatever, and, and, and obviously the border's not closed, and whatever it is that he articulates they're going to do, they never do. Then yesterday... He's called on his contradiction by a reporter, and his response was, I work 18 hours a day. I I mean, what do you make of Mayorkas? Is he simply a case to where he is every bit as incompetent as the president? He really just keeps on lowering the bar for himself in in terms of the lies he seems to be willing to tell. When he was testifying before the House, he insisted that Biden's plan was working which is just astonishing. How could you, how could you say that? I mean, it just, th- that is a blatant lie. And to your point about the border not being closed, the Del Rio camp that we're seeing with all of those uh, illegal immigrants, that's on the American side of the border. So the idea that the border is closed is just factually inaccurate. Uh, it's just thing after thing. He finally admitted, though, that the border crisis is not seasonal. It took them only eight months to recognize that this border crisis they created is not seasonal, directly contradicting Joe Biden. And just one kind of uh, a tangential thing here that we found as we were looking through 
um, the history books, as Jen Psaki likes to say, we're looking to see if Joe Biden has ever been to the border in his life. And right now, we can't find any evidence, and at least the Internet age. So since the Internet's been around, we can't find a single example of Joe Biden ever going to the border. And part of me thinks maybe that's why he is so incompetent or so willing to embrace radical positions that are making Americans less safe as we speak. Well, that helps explain Jen Psaki of the Jen Psaki drinking game, her being confounded by that particular question when she was presented with it recently. So <laughs> the yeah, answer is I mean, uh, no evidence. But that doesn't mean that he hasn't driven an 18-wheeler. So, I mean, maybe yeah. maybe <laughs> Biden actually drove an 18-wheeler to the border. He might have even crossed into Mexico with it. Yeah, I mean, and if, if he has, you know, please tell us. But the, yeah, it's one of those things. That, but we just were looking as a senator, as a vice president, as a president, at least in decades, never having gone down to the border. And then he's willing to embrace these radical positions that are just throwing the border wide open. I mean, the Haitian uh, uh, people that are maybe for that are coming to the border are saying they came because they heard Biden had opened the border. So it's clearly his crisis that he created. But instead of actually taking steps to address this crisis, he's doubling down on the same failed policies. He's refusing to build a wall that would solve a lot of these problems. He's refusing to enact common sense policies that controlled the border in the first place. Now, Tommy, um, relative to policy, I mean, this is a real critical window of time, not just for President Biden. One of the things that annoys the crap out of me about a lot of news media and the way they handle things, it's like policy that impacts every single one of us is somehow about the Biden agenda. The Biden agenda you know, is it going to pass or this or that? No, I, I care much more about what all the spending items that are being debated in Washington right now, what they mean to us rather than his agenda. But we had House Speaker Nancy Pelosi mention, uh, in promise, actually, the moderates in the House that granted her a procedural vote uh, that advanced the $3.5 trillion human fund, uh, you know, that they would have a vote on the bipartisan Senate deal on September 27th at the latest. If there hadn't been an agreement on the reconciliation deal, then the vote's going to happen on the 27th. Yesterday, Pelosi was noncommittal about that. What do you make of this situation? What do you think is going to happen here? Uh, they're in complete disarray, and it's because their agenda just is no good. I mean, part of what I find funny about the media covering this, they're sort of complicitly conceding, you know, how Joe Biden was presented as this moderate during the campaign. And now they're claiming that moderates are trying to stop his agenda. Well, guess what? If moderates are trying to stop your agenda, your agenda is not moderate. They're conceding that this is a radical far left agenda. Uh, and that's why they can't get it passed, because it's just uh, it would do tremendous damage in terms of rising prices, hiking taxes, slowing economic growth. It would do tremendous damage to this country. The only people that would benefit are the swamp in Washington, D.C., as they funnel money out of American communities into D.C. and to these contractors and other people that are be being, being paid by this. So Pelosi really, though, is just needing to cave to the far left wing of her party. That's why recently she advanced a bill after stripping funding for Israel's Iron Dome, a defensive missile system that protected civilians against terrorist attacks from Hamas. The progressive wing said, we're not voting for that. She took it out. So Pelosi is taking her, her cues from the far left of the party. On every issue, the far left is in control, and it's to the detriment of, uh, of the policy we need to get done to help the American people. Tommy, I was taking a look at vaccine mandate stuff. I still haven't seen anything come out of OSHA yet. That's ultimately the agency that's going to have to, you know, where these rules are going to be implemented. Um, I, and I know the RNC stands to immediately challenge along with 
a myriad of other entities, including the state of Florida, once that rule does come out. But do you have any idea where that stands at this point? Right now, we don't have any visibility of when they're going to uh, enact something. I have a feeling that, you know, if the FDA debacle was any sort of indicator, Biden just decided to get ahead of the science, get ahead of health regulators and just sort of give a political top-down directive like he did with vaccine boosters that is really only undermining confidence in the vaccine. He's playing politics with this. It's a political football to try to distract from his own failures. So I haven't seen any developments myself personally. Like you mentioned, we stand ready to to fight for the small businesses, to fight for the workers that can't defend themselves against the sort of draconian mandate. We stand ready. So we're keeping an eye on it. As soon as something comes into effect, we're ready to go because we're not going to let Joe Biden uh, really just kind of seize power this way and violate the Constitution and violate fundamental principles of American freedoms. Tommy Piggott with the RNC. Good talking with you. Hey, thanks for having me. Be right back at the Brian Mudd Show, News Radio 610 WIOD.